Hey everybody, this is Matt Hardman with another episode of the Brace Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. Thank you for joining in. Um, This episode is kind of a little different. I'm going to talk a lot of racing. Um, Originally, I had planned to record uh, yesterday um, on the 12th. Uh, just kind of do a, a, um, a episode that, uh, pretty much uncovered Darlington and Richmond. Um, obviously Richmond was held on the 11th, uh, which is a, uh, a very touchy day for a lot of, almost, almost all Americans, as it uh, symbolized the 20th anniversary of the attacks uh, on New York City and um, Washington, D.C. And I figured I would kind of not hold off and record. Uh, Here I am recording on Monday the 13th. And... um, you know, it, it brings up a lot of emotion. Um, for those of you who don't know, I, I grew up in New Jersey, not far from New York City, and um, I, I have a lot of connections, like weird connections to um, to that day. It's not something that I'm going to talk about here, bog it down, but I just thought out of respect for um, the 3,000 people killed on that day, I I thought that, you know, doing a podcast on the 11th would be in bad taste, so I kind of just decided to hold off, and, you know... Wait, wait a little bit, then do it. Um, here we are, two days later. Um, gonna talk about it. Uh, we got a lot to talk about as NASCAR starts its playoff push. Uh, in their truck and cup series, um, their Xfinity series is scheduled to start uh, next week, I believe. Um, and uh. It's it's interesting. Um, we have at Darlington. I'm just going to quickly go through these. We had um, Sheldon Creed winning the truck race at Darlington, um, picking up his second win of the playoffs, um, sweeping the first two races of the first round. Uh, we also have. Um, Noah Gregson picking up a win uh, there uh, in the Xfinity Series. And on the cup side, we had Denny Hamlin, who broke a winless streak uh, going back to last season, picking up his first win of the season. And it couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, He advances. He's the first driver to advance into the second round of the playoffs 
and then um, we have uh, Richmond uh, with a double header. Um, first with Noah Gregson picking up his another win, um, his second in a row. Um, you know, and he's coming on at the right time in a race that saw a lot of good racing and um, Dale Jr. stepping back into the car. Jr. was up front for a good part of the race. Um, pit strategy relegated him to a 14th place finish in his only race of the season. Uh, so, overall, it was fun. Um, then we would go into... Uh, the cup race later on that evening, which would see Martin Truex Jr. pick up his fourth win of the season, his first of the playoffs, and his first since early in the season, um, where he was able to pick up uh, three wins, reeling them two in a row. So right now, looking at the playoff picture, three drivers out of the 12 have advanced, um, uh, Truex, Hamlin, and Kyle Larson in on points, uh, which is, you know, I think everybody kind of picked those, but right now the four drivers on the outside looking in who need to have strong runs or win at Bristol uh, include names like Alex Bowman, William Byron, um, Tyler Reddick, and Michael McDowell. If you were to ask me, uh, which any if any of those four drivers would advance um, prior to the playoffs, um, I would have I would have said three of the four would have been out, but um, I would have thought Alex Bowman would have advanced at least to the round of twelve. But now he's on the outside looking in, and um, this is going to be very unique uh, as Bristol is running later in the schedule uh, compared to what they used to. Um, due to the new schedule, so, um, yeah, um, so there's that, um, and I would be remiss if I didn't talk about, um, what happened at Monza, involving Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, um, the two of them got into a very, very scary accident, which, um, saw Verstappen's, um, Red Bull uh, F1 car go over uh, Lewis Hamilton's, and I think the only reason why this is not a, a very sad story is the halos that the F1 cars are mandated to have now, the halo, which uh, goes over the driver's cockpit, uh, much like what we have in IndyCar uh, F1 um, implemented it before the IndyCar series, um, and this had given another bit of stability to the tire that went up and over uh, Hamilton's cockpit area. A very scary scene. Um, I'm, I know a lot of people are against the halo. They think it looks stupid, this and that. Um, I, for one, am for the halo for this reason. It is a safety issue. Um, you know, some people say it defeats the purpose of an open cockpit, but 
In all other forms of racing, like World of Outlaws and all, you have something that protects the driver. In the World of Outlaws, you have tubing above the driver um, and a uh, giant wind deflector. Um, IndyCar uses the halo. F1 has even used the halo to kind of make it more like a cockpit on their top fuel cars. Uh, so this, I, I really think that this is a good move in terms of safety and possibly save Lewis Hamilton's life. Um, both drivers were able to walk away um, from a very, very scary wreck. Uh, other news, um, and these are kind of topics I, I wanted to touch on. Uh, first being Jesse Awuji will be running in the Xfinity Series next year um, with Jesse Awuji Motorsports. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Jesse Awuji is a... Um, he is a, a naval serviceman who races in NASCAR. Um, he is a product of the United States Naval Academy. Um, so he is an officer in the United States Navy. Um, came up racing through NASCAR's West Series, k and West Series. Uh, competes part-time. There and part-time in trucks. Also does a little bit of NBC, um, NBCSN's uh, NASCAR grassroots racing um, projects uh, in the pits. Uh, very well-spoken young man, um, and certainly, uh, you know, he he gets a, a lot of press um, for his naval stuff. His um, his uh. He is the son of Kenyan immigrants, and he's pretty much become, like, in, in some people's eyes, uh, the anti-Bubba Wallace. I know, you know, the whole race thing's very touchy, but he, but he hasn't, he, he doesn't use that, um, to his advantage, you know, in media and all, and he's not, in. The fan, the same fans who are anti-Bubba Wallace, uh, I found to actually be really supportive of Jesse Wuji. Um, one person who is definitely supportive of Jesse Wuji is his new um, partner in this Jesse Wuji racing uh, venture, and that is none other than NFL Hall of Famer and um, multi-time Super Bowl champion the uh, all-time leading rusher in the NFL as well, uh, Emmett Smith. So I hopefully we'll see um, some good positives. Um, I know Jesse has not quite lit the world on fire in the trucks, um, running for smaller, uh, low-funded teams, but this is, a, I think this is a big step, um, not just for Jesse Wuji, but for Emmett Smith, and, you know, just the Xfinity series. Um, you're getting another big name coming into the Xfinity series um, who can make it more marketable for, um, you know, different minorities to join um, NASCAR, whether it's in an ownership role or a um, driver role. And I think this is... A, a, a huge thing. Um, track results, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think that they will be uh, at the point that um, that the uh, 
Joe Was- uh, the Joe Washington Julius Irving team was, uh, which had all the parts in place except um, in terms of performance. Um, they had the sponsors. They had, you know, they, they, they did have a good driver with Mark Green during the 1999 season. Um, but they just kind of, the bottom fell out of that team early on. Uh, so, um, we have that, we have, um, NASCAR, and, and I'm torn on this decision. Um, NASCAR, you know, it hasn't been made official, but leaks are, and this, um, usually when you hear these leaks, it's coming out of somewhere like the ticket office at a track, or at, um somebody in the inner circles of NASCAR's um, headquarters that um, World Worldwide Technology Speedway, uh, formerly known as Gateway uh, Speedway, will be getting a cup race, a cup race in the St. Louis area uh, in 2022 as they continue to search for new tracks and different tracks. Um, we saw this with Nashville and um, Road America and a couple of others this year that they will continue to be on the schedule and with um, Pocono losing one of their races. Now I'm torn on this because Gateway does is an interesting track, does put on some racing. Um, they are owned by uh, the Dover Motorsports Group, uh, the same company that owns Dover Down Speedway, along with um, Nashville Super Speedway, which uh, was introduced to the Cup schedule this year. Um, I, I like to see that, but at the same time, I'm kind—I'd be remiss if I if I say that um, taking away a race from Pocono isn't, uh, you know, the best thing, um, because I felt that when Pocono went to a doubleheader weekend, um, you're opening a spot on the schedule, and, you know, you're gonna have, you can do different things with it, you can add another track, um, I think taking away a race at Pocono is, is, is something, and yes, I'm kind of a homer when it comes to that, um, because Pocono is where I saw my first cup race. Pocono, um, outside of Bristol, I, I don't think I've been to as many races as I have at Pocono. Um, Pocono was always, uh, growing up, always in about a little over an hour, hour and a half from my house. So, um, I, there were, there were many times, many, many times look to do something, we'd go to Pocono, uh, whether it was for an ARCA race, um, or a cup race, um, you know, and it was, it was a fun track, it was a, it was a very large track, um, so there was always something going on, you know, either, um, outside of the track, or, you know, on the track, uh, there was there was always something going on, and um, I have very fond memories of it. Like I said, my first cup race was there. Uh, the day after um, my high school prom, when most most of the kids in my high school class, all the seniors, would go to the shore 
uh, would go to Wildwood or um, Seaside Heights. Um, me and um, my best friend Ed, we decided to go to qualifying at Pocono. Um, cut out of school that day um, just to go and see qualifying and it didn't disappoint. Uh, we had a fun time. Um, so I, I really, I really have a soft spot for Pocono and losing one of its states is kind of, kind of a bummer. Um, you know, I, uh, there was, uh, some news about Denny Hamlin in a deleted post, but I, I feel that it's not right, um, to, to post that on here, um, to really comment on it, on this personal life, um, involving his girlfriend, uh, slash ex-girlfriend, uh, Jordan Fish, at least until all the details come out, but, uh, basically, Jordan Fish, um, basically dumped, uh, Denny Hamlin over social media in, in a very vague tweet that put Denny in not a good light, um, the tweet was later deleted, um, made her Twitter account private after that, I, due to, um, the backlash of the tweet, um, I don't know, you know, it's all he said, she said, I mean, we heard her side, I don't know if Denny will ever say what his side was, but just in general, anything like that put on social media, uh, for the world to see, especially if you're a, a, um, a famous figure, whether you like it or not, it's just in bad taste. It's, you know, I thought it was in very bad taste that she would do that instead of taking it up. So, and, you know, instead of just kind of giving a tweet saying that, um, Denny and I are no longer together. Um, you know, we will continue to take care of our children, but we are no longer together. Kind of like what Chrissy Newman did, um, when it was announced that her and Ryan Newman would be divorcing, um, you know, it, it was, it was a, it was, I guess, um, it was an impulse thing at her point, you know, in an act of frustration or whatever, I don't know, um, but I just thought that the tweet was in bad taste and, um, you know, something should be kept private and shouldn't be put on social media like that, to be put on blast like that and kind of caught off guard, um, it just, you know, even, even people who don't like Danny Hamlin thought it was in bad taste, um, myself included. So, um, we have all that, uh, we have obviously the news that was announced when, um, Kyle, when Kurt Busch was announced as the driver for the, um, for the 45 car for 2311 Motorsports, Denny's team, that the numbers would be moved forward on the cars. Uh, drivers had their very first practice in the new cars, in their own new cars, not cars set up by uh, the manufacturers or NASCAR. Um, and uh, some of the number placements on them, I'll be honest, I was surprised they aren't that bad looking. Um, it gives a lot of love room for these sponsors. It's to me, it'll remind. It reminds me of the V8 supercars. It opens up a lot of room for uh, sponsorships on the side. We'll be able to see more marketing. They're not quite 
making the numbers smaller, although I was kind of skeptical when I saw the um, the number on the 41 car for Stuart Haas uh, in testing. Um, it was kind of small and off in the corner. But at the same time, you know, who knows? Uh, the numbers always haven't been on the doors when it comes to NASCAR. Um, they've been all over the place, uh, if you look in the early history of the sport. So this could be could be something new and different. Uh, you know, I wasn't a fan of them moving the numbers back like they did for the All-Star Race. This, I wasn't as, um, as up in arms about. At least they're not putting the stupid ground effect lights that they did at the All-Star Race um, two years ago because that was just an abomination. Um, no NASCAR driver should drive a car with ground effects on it. Uh, I think that I think at that point you're kind of losing your fan base doing that. I know you want to try to build your fan base, but um, other things that have been talked about um, uh, the SRX series will continue in 2022. Uh, the Tony Stewart Ray Evernham series will um, continue on CBS Sports uh, and CBS Television. Um, and there's already possibilities of moving to a road course uh, along with other kicking around other ideas of expanding the field um, with the 12 car field and you know the nine full-time drivers that they would have run it um, possibly a 14 car field and possibly getting drivers from other um, current racing disciplines to continue uh, as we saw it made stars out of uh, Doug Colby and Ernie Francis Jr. Uh, so anyway I'm gonna wrap this one up real quick um, I know it wasn't a wholehearted episode but I, I didn't really have my heart a hundred percent into it um, after the past couple of days and reliving um, some of the memories of 9-11. Um, I will say if if you get the chance, um, Dirty Mo Media has a new show called Flipped Over, Turned Out, Wild This Something. Um, just type in Dirty Mo Media on your, um, your listening device. Um, there is a new uh, series on there hosted by Rick Houston. And... In his most recent episode, he talks to Scotty Maxwell, a former crew member for Hendrick Motorsports, uh, who is also a uh, former uh, NYFD firefighter um, for the New York City Fire Department, who was there at 9-11. Um, I think it is a, a eye-opening, ear-opening episode. Um, most of his episodes are very fun, but this one was very hard to listen to. Uh, on that note, I am going to let you guys go. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.